Am I back? <laughs> Did that just happen? Am I back? Uh, RNA, our internet sucks bad. Are we back? Let me know if I'm live. I need to know. I click resume. I didn't know I could do that. You're back. Sweet. Thank you. Um, so I was talking to Matthew Peach. He was he went up, him and several others were there at uh, 3M this last week, and I was talking to him about internet, and I thought my internet was bad. He's getting like three to five megabytes up. It takes him eight, nine, ten hours to upload a one video to YouTube. This is bad. I did not realize I could just hit resume and it go back to streaming, so that's good to know. Uh, for whatever reason, the internet just crashed. I don't myself. It sucks. Maybe the maybe maybe the internet has kidney stones. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with the internet. It's just bad, 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 bad. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it, it may not. Uh, we may not be able to keep the internet up. I, I can see it dipping. Like I've got a little graph that shows me the speeds. It's like a bar of running bar graph. And it just keeps crashing out and going red, and then it'll kind of bounce back up. So, And I'm not pushing over a bunch of data either. So, hmm. We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> yeah, he's in Kentucky. He's not. He's in rural Kentucky, too. Like he's way out in the sticks. Baseball, you don't like my shiny head, RNA? Got the shiniest head in the land. Polish that dude up. <laughs> I even got a light right there shining on, shining on. See, look like a shadow. Water, water, water. <laughs> I don't know about this internet, y'all. It's it's bad. I'm hardwired in too, which uh, takes away any any need for uh, the Wi-Fi messing up, but. It's red again, y'all. Yeah, I've heard Starlink's not that great, uh, David. um, We've looked into other options, but literally we only have one option, and it's the one we have. So, Outlaw's board butter on the head. It probably makes it shine just right. Got it in here. All right, so I think I figured out the internet problem. Uh, my wife was streaming a TV show, my daughter was streaming a TV show, and my son was streaming a TV show. <laughs> now that now the graph is doing this, <laughs> everybody was streaming at the same time. I agree, Paul, but too many people streaming. I think. Yeah, we're improving now. Well, I go is down to like one or two megabits up. Now we're up to seven, so it works. Hmm. 
All right. In other news, uh, just so you know, keep you in the loop, I bought uh, a uh, 3D printer uh, this last week. Or actually, it's supposed to be delivered Thursday. It's supposed to be delivered Thursday. And I'm beyond excited about this whole thing. And because I've got a, a lot of stuff that I want to um, that I want to make with it, and I'm not going into business or anything like that of selling 3D products, but uh, just stuff for the shop. Like there's so many things I want to make at the shop. Once I learn this thing, I may buy once I have room a few more and start making products. I can see where there's a a business for that. But starting out, I just want to I just want to try to fiddle with it. I did go. I ended up going with the X1 series over the. So uh, I reached. I talked to Shop Nation, uh, Travis at Shop Nation, and also talked to Whitworks when we were at 3M. All of us, and both of them were like, "Just get the uh, P P1S." And uh, I put polls out on the internet, and they were all like, "Get the X1." And so I was like, well, "I mean, I don't know who to, who to believe." Now, those guys have their setups going. And I understand why they told me what to get the P1S. It's because you, it, you it's much cheaper and you can buy multiples of them, but that's not what I'm doing right now. So uh, I went ahead and bought that regular, uh, the, the the upgraded one. It has the touch screen and stuff, but it has different stuff in it to make it work easier is what I'm hoping. And so that's kind of the idea. I didn't think about that, Mary, but I agree. <laughs> It, it should be fun. I'll probably get frustrated with it just like I did the CNC. Uh, the CNC drove me batty for a while. Like, I got so frustrated with that thing because I was just having so many problems. I couldn't make nothing work right. None of the files would work, you know, print right or cut right. And then one day, it just started working. <laughs> I was like, finally. RNA, I've thought about laser, um, laser too, but uh, the only problem I have with lasers right now is space because I'd want one that's decent sized and also venting of that laser. And I don't want to drill a hole or anything like that in the wall of this place. Uh, we're hopefully going to move in a year or so, a little less than a year maybe. And so if I have a dedicated shop or a, a bigger shop, then I will likely get a laser i think they're fantastic tools to have in the shop and we'll talk about them tonight too uh, as we're talking about the whole the whole episode tonight is going to be about um digital the woodworking going digital and we're going to talk about uh, different digital technologies in the tools themselves as well as like you know cncs and uh the fence that i showed off at uh awfs fair that has the digital keys on it where you program or push in the number and it goes to that uh, measurement, like those type things, how much of that is going to be incorporated into woodwork, actually going to make it into the woodworking shops of ours, like just everyday people's shops, versus how much of it is just kind of, uh, I don't know, futuristic. Oh, that's all right, uh, Damon. You, you take care of yourself. Paul else has the X1 or the X tool, M1 X tool. There is a fantastic deal. I just saw it when I was doing a little research for the show. 
Um, there's a really good deal on that uh, X tool D1, the 20 watt laser right now. Uh, it's 10.99, which is what 21 percent off. And there's a hundred and ten dollar clickable coupon, and that makes it the lowest price ever. Uh, if you look at uh, this is Keepa, a little pro, a little extension you can put on your um, web browser. Uh, the lowest price is yesterday, ten ninety nine, which is what it is right now. And then if you add the hundred and ten dollars off, that makes it even lower. So if somebody's in the market for a laser or wants another laser, I put a link in the description of the channel or the video coming up. That's going to be that's a good deal. Yeah, I think it's a good deal. I mean, somebody's looking in. You can get it, what, less than $1,000 if you want to get uh, into lasers. You can get the other models. They have other models that are less than 500 Yeah, like STL, like 450 for his. So, that, I mean, you can get a good deal on the laser. So how much, How much? you tell me, the guy that has lasers, how much worry do you have about fires? I mean, is these things, they're burning, they're literally burning wood. And so how much? how much concern do you have about, um, it catching fire and causing like major damage. Is this something you have to watch or is it kind of at a temperature where it's not really burning anything? Like that's, that's one, one concern I would have, I think. You see the smoke coming up. Very little smoke. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. <laughs> I think all of this stuff, uh, this futuristic stuff, we're living in the future, y'all. Like we are. You, you take my grandpa's um, time, even my dad's earlier years, like. This stuff didn't exist. Not even as earlier years, just like the last 20 years has a lot of this stuff come available to us where, you know, we can actually purchase a lot of this stuff. It's amazing. It's amazing. A buddy of mine's texting me. Y'all, uh, y'all know, um, like DoorDash and stuff like that. He he's uh, he lives in, Lo- in Little Rock area, and he started delivering for uh, Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, just to have something to do. He's retired, and so he wants to you know kind of keep busy and make a little cash on the side. So he started his deliveries and stuff. And this is kind of interesting. He he'll um, show me what they order, like people order stuff, and he'll go to like one Lowe's and pick up some stuff and take it to their house. That guy's kind of interesting. Anyway, he just found a Starbucks uh, drink rolling around under his seat, and he don't know whose it was supposed to be delivered to. No telling how long it's been in there. 
No, it's not weird, Paul. I, I do the same thing with the CNC. I'll be like, golly, that thing's so cool. <laughs> yeah, Damon. That's hilarious. Hey, Miss Clark. Uh, that, there's just no avoiding technology anymore. Like, unless you're Rex Kruger doing only hand tools, like if you have any power tools, they all have technology. And like this battery here has basically chips and stuff in it to keep it from uh, overpower. You know, if it needs more power, it'll push more power. If it, you know, conserves the battery, it needs to conserve the battery. Like it's, it's pretty cool. Before I got into woodworking, I was always like a, a tech nerd. Like I love technology type stuff. And I've always been fascinated by this stuff and gadgets. And I used to have like radio scanners and I would just into those things because it, just the technology of for 20, 30 miles away, you could hear somebody talking like <laughs> over the radio waves. Like this is cool. Has the internet been holding up, I hope? <laughs> Damon, that's not a bad idea. They could literally, they could easily put a, a, a clock in a battery. Easily. It could even have its own little power source. Or better yet, you set a timer, right, on a full battery and... If they're all Bluetooth connected together, right? If you have the whole system and they're all connected, hey, we're finna brainstorm something here. Put them all together, and you set a one-hour timer, and then in one hour, all the batteries stop working, unless you reset it. Like you could push the button and reset it, but that would give you like, okay, I'm gonna work in the shop for an hour. Do do push it on there or set it on your phone on the app, go to work, and then at one hour everything shuts off, and you know, hmm, time to go in. <laughs> Now, David, I had, I've still got them. I had, I was a beta tester for Uniden and GRE at one time. Neither one of them knew I was doing it for the other one. Uh, but um, I had all the latest ones, like all the latest ones. I kept, they always kept me in the scanners. I had a, I used to have a, a desk when I lived in the other, it had like eight or 10 scanners on it. I would have them all going at the same time. I was like listening to everything. I was a, I was a firefighter then. You know, I lost my love for it when I was a cop because I heard the radio constantly. I've even tried since I've left the police force to put one in here and listen, and I just can't. Like, I just, I don't want to hear it. Actually, uh, STL, what killed scanners was uh, DMR with technology and uh, encryption. That's what killed it for most people. Like, our local police department, their, their uh, frequency is encrypted. You can't hear anything they say. I don't necessarily agree with that. Even as a state police, we all of our channels were open. Anybody could listen to it, except for SWAT and a couple of others, which I 100% agree with. Like, if you're working special ops, yeah, it needs to be encrypted. But everyday traffic stops and, you know, you know, going to a call or breaking and entering, like, that's super useful to people to listen to. Like, I, I've always been on the non-encrypted side, even when I was a police officer.
at one time, uh, I figured out how to decode, <laughs> probably not legal, but I figured out how to decode the local police department. I could run the signal. I could catch the signal on the scanner, run it through a computer, through a decoding software, and I could listen to what they were saying. But it was a whole bunch of trouble to keep going. Like, it, it was constantly changing um, something, and they'd have to kind of tweak it. Like, it was a pain in the rear. Yeah, that uh, Broadcastify is the name of the website. I used to be a huge member on there. Uh, I used to post on there multiple times a day. Um, they, they have online scanners and stuff like that. I was going to run one for a while, but because people make money off those, like if you, if you know, if you get a certain amount of traffic, you get a certain amount of money or whatever. Awesome, Paul. Let me know how you like it. I'm uh, currently listening to, it's a, it's a book about, it's like a true, true book about Abraham Lincoln. It's called "If When There's Light," what's new? And there, and there was light uh, by John Meacham. So basically, it's a history about Lincoln during the Civil War. It's actually during his second term as president. Fascinating. If you like history, fascinating. I, I've still got ten hours left in it, and I'm only like a couple hours into it. But it's awesome. I kind of make. I'll, I'll listen to some business books for a while, and then I'll switch it up and do uh, nonfiction and then some fiction. I like to kind of mix it up. Damon, that is insightful. <laughs> to the brim, too. When I had scanners, I used to hear all the time. I would so I had um, I had all kinds of frequencies programmed in. Uh, one of my favorite things to listen to was air traffic. Like you could hear airplanes going over and stuff. They would tell you like the you know they would tell their controller or whatever their altitude and all this stuff. Multiple times you would hear air emergencies. They would call like if they were going to Houston, I could hear Houston. A um, couple of others like Dallas when they were overhead. Multiple times I would hear them call having like an unruly passenger and all kinds of stuff. At one time, uh, I got associated with the local news channel, not local, but the one in Little Rock, and I could send them news tips and they would pay me uh, $25 or $50 per tip that they actually aired. And I'd send them all kinds of stuff, man. I would, I, like some of those air emergency stuff, they would have like, I would tip them off and they would have people waiting at the airport from the news channel, local news channel down there so they could kind of get the scoop or whatever. That was always hilarious. Mr. Clark, I'll check those out. Thank you. <laughs> Damon, that's hilarious. Watch Jaws backwards. So far, since everybody's stopped streaming, we're doing pretty good, I think, on the internet. It kind of goes in the red every little bit, but for the most part, it's staying green. All right, so if you have any questions for the patent attorney, I know I put it out to you guys already on the community tab, but if you missed it, send me an email, matt at 731 
and let me know you have questions about the uh, whatever question you have about patents or uh, saw stop patents specifically. I think it's gone. Keeps turning red, so we'll see. Turn red again. <laughs> How will uh, STL? If y'all didn't see, uh, STL made a sign for the two before nation. Leave that out. That thing is awesome. I'm going to show it on the regular stream too. I love that gloss finish you did. That is really, really cool. Uh, Mr. Clark, Miss Amy has uh, multiple kidney stones. We found out Friday a week ago. Uh, she's got five in the right side and multiple more in the left. They didn't even tell us the number. One of them is four and a half millimeters. Uh, one's three and a half, and they're going to try to. We went to the specialist today. Going to try to pass those, uh, so she could absolutely use some prayers. There she is. Let's see why not. Uh, also, I'm starting that new channel. I've got it named. I've put it out there. A lot of you already subscribed to it. Uh, it's called The Outlaw Effect, and I'll tell you how that name came about. We were... Um, at the 3M event, and uh, <laughs> Mike Taylor was kind of picking at me because uh, the uh, 3M dust extractor was selling really well, and then I did my video on it, and I kind of bashed it a little bit because they didn't include a bag, and it stops the filters up really fast if you don't include a bag, which made him in turn start adding bags to his uh, every one of them he sells. So if you buy one from him, you get a bag now, so it's fixed. Anyway, he said, as soon as you did that video, you killed the sales. And some of the two, two guys at the same time said, the outlaw effect. I was like, light bulb. That's how I come up with the name. <laughs> I've been trying to rack my brain on the new channel name. So that's what it's going to be. And uh, Damon had a really good suggestion. Or Damon or Marion? I think it was Damon. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, the tool reviews will be, uh, if it doesn't make the cut, it'll be outlawed from the shop. That'll be the outlaw effect. <clears throat> and the ones that do make the cut, we'll put them on probation until, you know, make sure they do keep up. And So that'd be cool. Yeah, Mr. Clark, he, uh, the doctor gave her a whole list of stuff she's uh, supposed to try to eat and drink and stuff she's supposed to avoid. So she's going to try all that. All right, I'm going to jump over to the other stream, y'all. Come join me. Let's talk about tech in woodworking. 